What is your definition of success and what's it going to take to get there? That's the question we're asking this week on the 1D1 podcast. episode nine of the podcast we're almost to 10 very excited about that um but thanks for watching really appreciate it or listening whatever platform you you are experiencing this on i'm really happy about that the goal of this has always been to provide as many avenues as possible to engage with the content so i'm happy at any touch point that you're interacting with the podcast so like i said today we're going to talk about what is your measure of success and what is it going to take to get there? What do you consider to be success? And what's that, what role is that going to play in your mindset of achievement, I guess, of what, how you've achieved in life and what you've done and all that kind of thing. Um, and so where I wanted to start today was really kind of this cornerstone poll that a lot of people reference, especially in human resources and kind of business management talk, which is uh, this poll um, from the past decade, so it's still pretty recent, um, it, and it's long indicated, statistically speaking, that our happiness and satisfaction levels in our jobs level off once we make about $75,000. You know, in according to the study, statistically speaking, um, the highest level of satisfaction that we're going to get from our job ha happens when we hit $75,000 annual salary which is crazy to think about, right? Especially given what many of us would consider our dream salary, which is like maybe millions of dollars. This poll says, actually, nope, uh, 75,000 is all you need to be happy, which is crazy, which is insane. It's a low bar considering what most of us would like to make in a year. Um, and newer data suggests that our happiness and satisfaction actually decline uh, once we hit six figures. Um, you know, and that's not what we think at all, which is so shocking um, that it's, you know, they kind of say that the responsibility and the stress and all the decisions and the, you know, I think probably also the positions that required that salary, like that just stresses you out so much that you don't even enjoy it really past six figures, statistically speaking. Of course, there's nuance to this, but statistically, according to this study, your happiness and satisfaction tend to decline once you start making 100K or more a year. And this data upsets our typical understanding of success and happiness and job satisfaction, or you know how we feel fulfilled in our careers and our pursuits. Um, and it raises the question of what role does money and success and accolades play in what we do with our lives? You know, if money can only satisfy you until a point, then what are we doing? What's our ultimate satisfaction? What's going to make us fulfilled in our jobs? Or not even in our jobs necessarily, but in our pursuits, because some of us are entrepreneurs, some of us are artists, some of us are creatives in other ways. You know, what is going to make us fulfilled beyond the paycheck? Because that data shows that job satisfaction is very limited when it comes to salary. So the question that I really want to pose today is what will it take to make you feel successful? What will it take? What level of accomplishment, what level of pay, whatever it is, what will it take to make you successful? And I really want to go over what we personally 
uh, have to do with this because I think that so much of the conversation of fulfillment and job satisfaction starts with us. And that's really what I want to get into today. So the story I really want to use to anchor this week's discussion is about Fire Festival. Uh, if you don't remember, it's from a few years ago. I remember seeing on Twitter and this whole Snapchat story dedicated to it. It's basically the biggest um, blunder in music festival history, um, at least modern music festival history. Um, if you haven't seen the, there's a documentary about it new, uh, more recently, but it, it was still fairly recent when it happened. So it was a great idea with a lot of potential. You know, they had this private island in the Bahamas. You're going to be able to have your own private cabana and top tier artists coming to perform and this amazing food and everything you need all provided. That was the goal. They spent like thousands, if not millions of dollars on like influencer marketing. And it, it was really chalked up to be this incredible dream. Um, but what happened? Um, if you've seen the documentary or the Snapchats or whatever it was that you that kind of keyed you into this conversation, it was people getting out of this crammed little airport, getting on school buses, being driven to this like gravel compound with these like shelter tents and like pieces of bread on paper plates. Like it was not at all what was sold to them. And the reason why this dream, this incredible um, thing of possibility. The reason why it fell apart was because it was incomplete to begin with. It didn't fall apart because the people showed up. It didn't fall apart because of weather. It didn't fall apart for any reason other than it was incomplete when it started. How is this related to careers and job satisfaction and all that stuff? Give me a minute. So fire, in my opinion, is much like what we personally expect from our careers and ambitions. We expect it to be perfect, luxurious, and simple. We just kind of have this grand vision of what it's gonna be, and we just trust that when we get on the plane in the land, that we're gonna have a, you know, a Maybach picking us up and not a school bus. You know, we just kind of trust that we're gonna have our private cabana and our nice food and everything. But it's typically not that simple. Um, and usually, um, our dreams don't pan out. They pan out more like Fire Festival than Coachella. Um, and why is that? Um, in my view, it's the same reason that Fire fell apart. It's because it wasn't complete. You know, to me, the reason why we don't have job fulfillment a lot of times, why we don't uh, feel satisfied with our career and all these things, is because. Yes, there, there are some things in our jobs that suck and you know, we're on the way to bigger and better. That's, you know, I'm not really talking about the external, I'm talking about the internal part of it. Because a lot of times we want our job, our creative um, endeavors, we want yeah, our music, our art, our you know, writing, we want our podcasts, we want all this stuff to complete us. But it always ends up like fire festival because that stuff was never complete to begin with you know just like we are not complete and so when people show up and uh the money starts coming in and you know all this stuff starts coming together it falls apart because it was never complete you know a lot of times i feel like 
this whole job satisfaction thing and job fulfillment, which I've said before, I don't really believe in. It's kind of for this reason, because I don't believe that our jobs can make us totally fulfilled and satisfied. But, you know, I think that a lot of times when we look to our jobs or our careers or our creative endeavors to fulfill us and give us purpose and satisfaction, it's like whole, it's like the people that you see on the highway and like what you know it's like a 1980 car and it like the bumpers held on with duct tape you know you're like man like i don't think you understand the gravity of the problem you know like you don't need just like to hold the bumper on you need a whole new bumper if not a whole new car you know it, it, it's like fixing bolt holes with band-aids it's like you you okay you see that there's a problem but you're not fixing the problem the right way and that's what i think is really um, a good way to understand this topic of job satisfaction is that what we, a lot of times in my view, and I'm very young and I don't understand all the professional world, but in my view, it seems that when we talk about, um, you know, wanting to work in a place of purpose, you know, like, like Simon Sinek does this awesome thing about, you know, we young people, we want to work with purpose. We love that. We want free food and bean bags. As he said, you know, we want all these things, uh, it's, uh, that we want our jobs to give us. Um, but a lot of times I think it's because we feel incomplete and we think that if we can just get these things to come to us, uh, and we can just have these things meet our criteria that, that, that'll tie the knot. That'll, that'll do it, but it never does. Um, because especially with young people, because we leave companies quicker than like any other generation. Like we, we stay at jobs for like just a handful of years and then we leave and go somewhere else because it's never enough. It's never, we've never climbed the ladder quite yet. We've never quite gotten what we wanted. And so that's what the problem is in my view, is that it, we're, we're looking for something to fulfill us that never could. Now, what do we do with this? Because this is not good news. This is not, uh, you know, a fun message to think about. Um, but what do we do? And in my thinking about this, the conclusion I've come to is that understanding that purpose and meaning and satisfaction will not come from these sources that are so neat and tied up and packaged, right? Because you can't fulfill an ultimate need, an infinite need, really because we, there's no limit to the amount of satisfaction and fulfillment that we need to feel, feel as humans. We can't fulfill and satisfy these infinite longings with these finite things. Um, so what do we do? My take is that we find an axiom of our life that is greater than, that it can't be, that can't be reduced down to one job or one project that is just like, I talk a lot about values and uh, my good friend Lamar talks a lot about this is it's so much of this comes from doing things that are anchored out of your values in that matter. But even expand that to talk about, you know, finding not just values, um, but axioms, you know, and when you think about an axiom, it's a word that I love to use because it sounds very fancy, but it's, it's simple. An axiom is basically a self-evident um, foundational truth on which higher concepts are laid. Um, it's 
I think of, I think of it as like an axle. Axiom, think of an axle, right? Your car has to have axles on which for the wheels to turn and then to have the whole chassis of the car sitting on the axle. The axle is what allows the car to move in a stable fashion. It, it's, it's this, you know, it ties the whole thing together, right? And this is what I think is so important for us to understand is that we need to have axioms that we're not just um, jumping from place to place trying to uh, pick and choose where we can feel best about ourselves, but that we're looking for some, we're, we're on a mission and we're moving in a trajectory along this axiom, this axis, this axle. An axis is a good way to think about it too, now that I say it. Right, that you think about, um, this is totally unscripted, but let's, let's unpack it a little bit. That when you think about um, in geometry, you know, you, when, you're, when you're plotting stuff or, or calculus or whatever math class you're in, you have, you know, you're, you're trying stuff, you have the y-axis and the x-axis, right? And you have your, this is, this is very interesting, that your movements within um, within that class or you know what, what you're doing in that class is constrained to an axis. You, you can move along the x-axis and you can move along the y-axis. And your everything that you do, every point that you plot is constrained along the lines of those axes. Very similarly to when I talk about axioms of our life, that everything we do is constrained and is defined relative to those axes. That's very interesting, totally unscripted. <laughs> but that's a great way to think about it, that everything we do should be aligned and be able to be described relative to the axes or the axioms, the core foundational values of our lives. Okay, so that was really abstract and really high in the cloud, so let's bring it down to earth. What does that mean? Um, to have to work according to axes and plotting points, and what does that mean? Um, I'll just give a personal example um, because I talk a lot about myself. So let's give a personal example. For me, um, and what I believe to be true, I've said this all the time, is that what gives my life purpose is not whatever job I'll have, whatever podcast I'll do, it's God. That's what gets, Jesus is what gives my life purpose. And, you know, when I use him as an axiom, I look at all things as opportunities to follow him, right? It's, it's not just a job in this city. It's how can I take the gospel and, you know, God's truth to this city? Or, you know, this how can I speak life to people through this podcast? Or how can I... Um, be gracious and merciful at this job that I don't love. You know, it's how do I, everything is plotted relative to that axis. That's what it means for me. And you might have your own thing. I really would encourage you to think about my thing. But what I really want you to get thinking about is what are the things in your life is there something in your life that you consider to be so foundational and so essential that everything in your life is plotted against it? That everything in your life is defined relative to these, these one or two things? Um, because when we don't have those defining things, then we're not, we're in such, um, it's hard to understand where you're at when you're not defining a relative to anything. 
right? It's, it's similar to, that's why we have, why we're limited to, one, you know, two or three dimensions is because you start talking about like, I don't know, eventually you, you can get so abstract that you, you know what I'm saying? Like we can't, it makes me think of something similar to, um, this is, I'm bringing a lot of very abstract references in today, but it makes me think of, um, I saw an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was talking about um, understanding like the fourth dimension and all this crazy stuff. But basically what he was saying was everything we understand about life is constrained to measurements and dimensions, right? So for example, if you tell someone, let's get lunch, you have to know when and where and with who. Um, that it's, it's constrained to three dimensions. You can't just say, um, let's get lunch, uh, how do I say it? It's not like, um, let's get lunch um, at three. The question is where? Or let's get lunch, you wanna get lunch with me? It's like, okay, when? Like we always, every, it's just that point that a lot of times things don't make sense unless they're charted relative to other things. So let's get even, let's boil it down even more and make that even simpler. What am I saying? I'm saying this week, think about what are the three, the two or three most absolutely critical things to you that every decision in your life ought to be um, charted against. You know, what are the things that are most critical to you? That are that are so critical that you would put everything else um, in some form toward moving along that axis. That's my my mission for you this week: is think about and literally write down what are the things that are so critical to me that my whole life should be oriented toward them, um, because those are the things that matter. Not just like we were talking about, not just the paycheck not just the job or the creative stuff or the podcast, that's all great. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what is the defining axis of your life against which all other things are going to be measured. And so for me, it's something, someone completely out of this world. And I would encourage you to, to think about that. But my main point, well, that is my main point, but in my, my point today is think about what are the absolutely critical things that your life should be measured by. And I would argue that, you know, when you're, when you're setting priorities, and this is a whole nother topic, but when you're setting priorities, set them in such a way that you favor your axes and that you don't do things um, as much as you're able, do things that are um, not relative to the axes or are even pushing you away from them. So to recap, um, our happiness, statistically speaking, levels out with the job above $75,000. So we need to have a better way to understand our success um, and what that is going to mean for us. And we need to know, based on Fire Festival, that incompletion only breeds havoc. Um, and it's only when we are complete in ourselves first that we can truly understand um, what it is that we're doing where it is that we're going and we truly know fulfillment and satisfaction. 
And again, the takeaway for this week is find the one to three, I would say, most critical things, the axes of your life against which all other things should be measured. I would encourage you to really sit and think about that for a long time because this goes so far beyond, have a great day. This is like, what are you going to be remembered for? Right? Like when you like, not to get super heavy, but you know, this is about your life. So I would really encourage you to sit and think about this for a long time. What are the one to three axes, which my entire life should be founded on. So thank you so much for listening. Um, comment, DM, whatever it is. If you have any questions or if you want to challenge me on anything, I would love to hear it. Um, and next week, I'm hoping to do some more Q&A. So be sure to shoot me a message. Um, let me know if you have any questions that I can answer. I'm trying to do every five episodes or so um, some Q&A. Um, so thanks for listening. Have a great week. Be sure to think about what is most important. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And-